Well, hello there. Happy Hi. Thursday. Uh, Sobriety Uncensored, episode 20, brought to you by the one and only Spindrift. Only yes. sparkling water made with real fruit and water. That's it. That's it. Keep it keep it simple. Couldn't get simpler than that. And more delicious. Or more delicious. So if true. you're not following them, drink Spindrift is their handle. So just so you know. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I think that's how we're supposed to do it. Okay. We're new, so, we're new that here. sounded great, Daniel. I think it did. And it tastes delicious. So you know what? If you know, you know. If it you haven't tried it. It for itself. It yeah. does. It does speak. For, one sip of that lime and game over. Game over. Game over. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, you know, you and I have different um, philosophies or approaches a little bit on the way that we address our audience. And mm-hmm. one of the qualities about you that I respect the most and that I'm trying to learn to do more of to hold better boundaries for myself is that of tough love. Um, Thank you. And like, don't put your shit on me kind of attitude. And sometimes you you say it just like that, but I just think the tone of the, the, the way that you deliver content is very much, uh, here to support you, but I'm not here to like, I'm not your I'm not going to carry you. Right. Right. Well, and I'd, yeah, like, and I th- I'd like to hear more about that philosophy because it's something I really respect about you. Thanks, Daniel. That is such a nice compliment. I You're really welcome. appreciate that. Um, well, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where should I start? <laughs> In fourth grade. <laughs> right. I was bullied by a gentleman. No, um, I, I think that I, uh, this, my true personality. Okay. So I think when we talk on the podcast and when we're on the TikTok, there has to be an entertainment element to that. No yeah. doubt about it, because that is how you pull people in to be interested in what you're talking about, which for us is something that we want to help people in addition to helping ourselves. I don't want to speak for you, but that's right. how I feel. Agree. And I have a reputation in life for being a bit of a tough love kind of gal. Okay. It's just my style. It's um it's the way that I parent, you know, it's the way that I'm a friend. I've always been and I don't want to say tough love as much as I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you with the way uh, yeah. I feel about something and I'm not going to tiptoe around it. And direct. that so you're does, be direct. Yeah, I'm going to be direct. And some people appreciate that, and some people think that. I'm an ice queen. Yeah. (laughs) Some people take it as being um, unemotional or which is not true at all. I just, I just save those tender times for the people and the moments that matter most to me, not to say my TikTok audience doesn't, but like, I'm very selective. Yeah. Yeah. And even the people that are close to me in real life, I'm very selective about being too emotional, um, or letting my emotions get in the way of decision-making. Got it. So, cause I imagine if, if one of your ducklings as you, as we call them is ill, you're not like, get yourself your own fucking deal. No, you know, no, pull yourself right. up off the bootstraps. Exactly. You're not like that. That's not. No, no. I'm very tender with them. But that being said, when they were little and they would, you know, I wasn't, they rushed to your skinned knee and right. 
and let's support your tears. I was very much like, nice wipeout. That was amazing. You did awesome. That was the best fall you've had all day. Now let's go. We've got somewhere to be. You know what I mean? Right. Like very, like you're saying direct. Um, and people do mistake that as being uh, like not emotional enough, not sweet enough, not tender enough. And that's not the case at all. I'm right. Uh, but I am selective about showing that. And I'm okay with that. That's how I am. And my friends, I've said this on TikTok. My friends have always said, if you want to know the truth about something ranging anywhere from how that outfit looks to whether or not I should be dating this guy. Ask Jenna, you know, right. she'll, she'll give you the real deal without hurting your feelings. Right. You know, it's in don't a ask caring if you way. don't want to know. Don't ask exactly. if you don't want to know. Yeah. Yes. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear all the time. And I love when people are like that with me, you know, I want, I want you to tell me how you really feel in a reasonable way that isn't right. hurtful. Correct. So, you know, when I have done TikToks before and those are the ones that get the ones where I I've even said before, here comes some tough love. Right. If you're not ready for it, give me a swipe because it's coming. And sometimes it comes without me anticipating it. I just get so fired up in the topic that I just go with it, you know, and before you know it, I'm like raging. And then other times <laughs> that is my intent out of the gate is I am feeling really intense about this topic and I'm just going to get it out there. Yeah. And some people get very upset and they, they are uh, probably a little more, um, a little softer with mm-hmm. their delivery and what they expect to hear in certain situations and I get frustrated, although I probably shouldn't, I shouldn't let it frustrate me, but I'm human and I can't help it. I get frustrated when people interpret those messages as me attacking someone. Right. Um, Because I always have a piece, an element of that post that will say, You got, you know, you can do this. You got this. I can't do this for you. Right. Like there's one particular post that I remember I was in my kitchen and I was like, people will say, help me or I "I need you. Yeah. And, you know, I I start by saying, no, I'm not going to help you. And the message is you help you. You have to help you. And my my way in presenting that may have it was tough, you know, it was a little little um huh. little push, a little pushy. <laughs> but it's but it's I think you reach a threshold of where uh the fix me um right. mindset is and, and and for me it's a fine line in my delivery. And I've gotten, and this has worked out to a benefit and a deficit for me where, you know, I am try to be really empathetic and encouraging and like, it's okay and keep going and you can do it and we can do it and let's go team and all that. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. But at the end of the day, I am just a guide on the side. I am just a, a, a person on a screen who is sharing my story and holding space, uh, you know, virtually to try to root you on. Right. But some people get so fixated on attaching their progress 
or happiness or healing as if I am responsible right. for them. Right. And specifically recently, you know, people that I maybe have been helping for a long time or have been like, maybe a, the, the lesson I've learned in the last few weeks is that I've been too available mm. to too many people. Mm. Um, and I, and where to the fact where it was overwhelming me, it was making me anxious. It was making me like taking my eyes off of my own wellness mm. and recovery and <clears throat> validation seeking. I can't save everyone. I can't fix right. everyone. I can't return every DM, every email, every phone call that I get. Right. If I could, I would. But from a time perspective, from an emotional equity perspective and an ethical perspective, I don't fucking know you, right. you know, and I'm not responsible for you. Right. So sometimes people mistake kindness for weakness. And when I set a boundary, like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. They flip out. Flip out. They flip out. And it's well, the, you... the same entitlement of addiction mm. can be applied to the entitlement of recovery. Isn't that interesting? You know? Uh, at some point, I, your pain, your trauma, your healing is your mess. And right. it that's part of life. Right. And people will attach themselves to programs or individuals or therapists or whoever. They will attach themselves for a quick, you know, for a fix. It's that fix me mentality, right? right? I, I, and call they them don't bar- just- I call them barnacles. <laughs> and you've said that. I think you said yeah. that in one of your posts. Yeah. Not like I a leech because a leech is like really cryptic, just... but like a barnacle, you know, it's just like, where are we going? You know, yeah. there's like right. hook on and not doing the work. They're just like, right. mm, where are you taking me? Yeah. At least the leech is working at it. Yeah. At least they're trying to <laughs> suck your blood. You know, at least they're like putting in some fucking work. Yeah. Yeah. Barnacle just hangs out, waits it's for like everything a- to happen to them. Yeah, for them. Yeah, that's a great uh, analogy. Yeah, and I'm interested to hear more about you saying you make yourself too available. What is it about you specifically? Because you you are clearly drawn to that on some level, right? A hundred percent. And I work on this with my therapist. Yes, right. I can attract. Um, people that I feel like I need to save or can save, and it is part of my own wounding. So instead of <clears throat> using the tools I have to to process trauma and let go of trauma of of being bullied or or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, you can feel good by doing, like being of service. And I think being of service is different than being like of servitude. And mm-hmm. some people, they, they don't understand the difference. Like I can be service of service to you, but, but I'm not in servitude to you. I don't owe you anything. I'm not in a contract with you. I don't, if you cross boundaries, if you get cross, if you are being mean or toxic, or you're just mm-hmm. not ready to receive the help that I'm trying to give you, mm-hmm. I'm allowed to cut you the fuck out. Right. And and they're like, What? You can't yeah. do that to me. You know, me, 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 me. Right. So definitely You're not just allowed, you should. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like I'm working and I'm working on that. But my I think from just a really fucked up childhood and lack of acceptance and lack of self-confidence and all of this shit, blah, blah, blah. Same song. Um, 
people pleasing. Like I want people to like me. I don't want people to be mad at me. Mm-hmm. And that often comes at the expense of my own wellness. But my wife, my therapist, and I have a good friend who's like, Daniel, even recently, you are doing this to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what? They weren't like, oh, I feel so bad for you. Right. My wife was like, fucking knock it off. Mm-hmm. You are creating the sandbox that you were playing in. Interesting. It was the kick in the ass that I needed. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Hmm. She, she's right. And my wife very much calls it like she sees it. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, and you know, you know, admitting you have a problem is your first step to recovery, Daniel. That's right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it, I'm I just think, kidding. It, but no, the but fact that right, you're accepting of that. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's huge. And so we could tie this into not the addict, but the loved ones of addicts, right? Uh-huh. We could tie this attitude, this, this, um, because addicts, just because you may be considering getting sober, doesn't immediately make you a good person. Mm-mm. You know, like, someone in recovery it's commendable and it's amazing and yes it is some fucking badassery but that does not mean automatically that you're now a good person right you know what i mean it's like when people are sick in the hospital i was training a nurse not too long ago and i said douchebags get sick too like (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like people People are people regardless. Someone's suffering and they're hurting and they're ill. That doesn't immediately change right. their attitude towards other people. I yeah, mean, some people are just shitty people. Shitty people. And as you know, as a medical professional, your responsibility is to treat everyone the same. And that can be really, really hard. It's really hard to treat, you know, the sweet um appreciative, you know, uh, rule following patient who just wants to get well and better themselves and appreciate everything you're doing versus the person that you had that has to be like restrained and is fighting you with every fiber of their being. So the reason I'm talking about that is you can bring that into addiction. People that are addicts and that then are making or trying to get well, it doesn't change their personalities. Like people that attack you because you are not doing enough for them. Correct. They are attackers. Like they are like that probably in every facet of their lives, not just. Yeah. Professional victims, right? Yeah, exactly. They get mad at the guy returning the shopping carts because he didn't give one to them before. You know what I'm saying? Like they find something to be, to have been victimized about no matter what. Yeah, they find a problem to every solution. Right. And so for a family member or loved one of an addict who may have that kind of attitude, I mean, how much harder someone that isn't in the recovery business or that isn't in mental health, you know, um, that th- isn't as experienced as yourself, Someone Mm -hmm. as experienced as you with mental health is even being targeted, you know, and feeling the effects of professional victims. Mm -hmm. So think about the the loudest and meanest. You're the loudest and the meanest. You're absolutely right. And the neediest and the, and 
and ironically, by my own fault, sometimes I'm drawn to trying to, oh, I can save this person. I can help this person mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. forget over forgiving. Mm-hmm. And then because in my mind, I'm like, well, they've been through a lot and they have a lot going on and this is new to them. And then, but I'm not a fucking doormat. Right. And I, I've called it, I've officially stopped being that doormat. So the tone, the tone and the access has changed a little bit, specifically mm-hmm. the access. Um, my circle has always been small, but I've let it get a little too big mm-hmm. um, with miscellaneous people who don't really know me and I don't really know them, but then they can misconstrue or manipulate mm-hmm. based on their own victimhood. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Good for not you. Not doing it. Yeah. Fuck it. So do you think that in some ways that can be a bit of an enabling behavior, right? Totally. I mean, like I'm saying a loved one of it, an alcoholic or addict that is blaming their loved one or that is, you know, how come you're not doing more for me? How come you, you yeah, and supporting that family member may supporting may somebody f- with an illness is really mm-hmm. hard. Mental health illness or substance, mm-hmm. you know, use disorder. That that person, that addict, might be continually blaming you, right? The family member trying to help them, right? And it's really tricky because you want to hold space, you want to support, you have this uh, love for them, this obligation in a certain sense. But where is the line? Mm-hmm. between, you know, just accepting the onslaught of nonsense versus holding a firm line, a boundary. And I don't have the answer. I don't, you know, I just think too many people are, are steamrolled. Mm-hmm. Now, conversely, there's other people that overreact and they're immediately cut off somebody with an addiction and they consider it a choice and a moral defect. And they're like, fuck you. They don't help at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you should do that, but it, there's got to be somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. in my experience. Well, and then if you have a personal relationship with someone who's acting like that, then, then like guilt start, guilt starts to come into play, right? Like um, you have no personal tie to the, to someone who is doing this to you in this right. setting specifically, Right. but let's say if it's a family member situation or you know, or a loved one yeah. situation, then, then it turns into this guilt where it's like, they just get strung along, you know, uh-huh. and they, and they continue, and that continues that behavior. And it's like enabling each other. It can be so. The codependent, codependency. Yeah. Codependent. That's it. That's it. That's an excellent way to describe it. Codependency. Mm-hmm. So then what would be Let's talk about um, what would be a what uh, what would be like a red flag you would think with someone. Does it just come out of nowhere? I mean, for mine, they just come out of nowhere. They're like, you know, they just are like, you aren't you're being. Well, I don't really like I don't really care if it's just a random comment. Right. Um, Although I don't like the mean comments. I think people are. It shouldn't have a hall pass to be an asshole just because they're hiding behind a fucking emoji. But um, if it's somebody, sort of a, a pattern that's manifested is like, okay, somebody DMs me, right, on Instagram and really thoughtfully. And then I DM them back. And because I want to acknowledge people that are working on themselves and be like, hey, I'm proud of you. Good job. And then it'll turn into, and not all the people, I'm saying this is a very small percentage of, mm-hmm. of this. 
this is mm-hmm. rarely happens, but it's been happening more recently. Then they were like, well, can I, can you zoom with me? Can you call me? Can you do Can you get it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I can't. Right. And then all of a sudden they're like, you're such an asshole. You yeah. only care about money. You're this, right. you're that. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Like I have, I have a way for you to engage with me. If you, if this is the engagement you want with me, but it's not going to look like this. I don't, there's mm-hmm. only one of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically I just keep apologizing for holding boundaries and I'm, I, I'm done apologizing for holding yeah. boundaries. Yeah. You should be done apologizing. Yeah. So recently I've gotten a few messages that I'm just on, on Instagram. Cause I'll get about a hundred a day, you know, mm-hmm. of those kinds of emails or messages. And I'm, Right. Recently, I just haven't been responding. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. You're ghosting I, the races. I just, I'm not, just I'm not ghosting <laughs> because I'm just not initially engaging. Right. right. Um, because I'm just have been inundated and I appreciate that people respect me enough to ask my opinion, mm-hmm. but it's really shitty when just a few people who just go absolutely off the rails, um, kind of ruin it for everyone. Right. It was a good reminder. I did that to myself. Right. You hear me? I did that to myself and I am fixing it. Yes. And that's, that's the takeaway is that that's, and, and, and tying back in loved ones, you know, you have to make a choice. You have to create a boundary. Uh, there's only so much you can do to try to help an addict in your life. Right. Yeah. And some of them in a very unhealthy way will continue to try to suck you in with their, you know, um, comments like verbalization, sucking you in and making you feel like shit and putting guilt on you and putting responsibility on you. Regardless of the circumstances, there has to be a boundary drawn there where and it it's easy. It's easy to say, you know what I, I know. mean? Yeah. It's so easy to say. Um not and, I think, so easy and recovery is a lonely, I know from experience, from my own experience, early recovery is a very, can be, I'm not going to say it is, for mm-hmm. me, it can be a really lonely existence. Mm-hmm. So you can latch on to somebody else because they inspire you. Right. Right. But that person's not responsible for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I say that with love because there are a lot of people <laughs> that I've let in that are still in. Right. Right. And that's because they, it's, I'm not like a guru. I'm not a savior. I'm just a person. And I'm not Mm -hmm. looking, I'm glad to give you my knowledge and root you on and support you. It's just energetically. Are you kind? Are you gracious? Mm -hmm. Are you, is there synergy? Is it symbiotic in any way, shape or form? Mm -hmm. And too often I'll end up in a situation where I've let it get way one-sided and then I feel I'm feeling bad that I have to like set the boundary because I've set it too late Mm -hmm. and then they fucking blow up at me and I have to listen to a meditation to calm (laughs) calm down (laughs) you have to listen to some calm but you know you said before we started recording that hurt people hurt phrase Mm -hmm. and um which is true but to a to a degree you know right like it doesn't doesn't give hurt people permission to abuse people. <laughs> right. I mean, there's a, di- and if, if someone is hurt and therefore they are hurting others and, and, 
I mean, there can be some leeway there and there can be some groundwork um, covered where they start to see that that's what's happening. But when someone is blatantly like, and in your case, a complete total stranger, basically, I mean, people think that they know people on social media that put themselves out there, you know, people think they know us on any level, on a personal level at all. And so they take it very personal when, you know, when you're not doing, when you're not fulfilling their, their requests to get fixed. Right. And they use different strategies. Like at first it's, you know, they bob and weave, they'll come at you with anger. And then when you don't react to the anger, they go with guilt. And when the guilt Mm -hmm. doesn't work, they go with like just character assassination. And when that Mm -hmm. doesn't work, they, that one of the quotes I love is like when, people can't control you. They like to try to control the other way people view you. Mm. Right. So then they just like start sabotage. They try to sabotage and they just fucking, they're going to burn the whole house down. Mm -hmm. And so hurt people do hurt people. And I have been a hurt person who has trauma past who has hurt others. Right. And there's a, there is a grace factor where you can give grace Mm. a few times. Mm-hmm. but it's by no means a permission slip to just be a shitty person, an aggressive right. person and an abusive person for the rest of your life. And it's really easy to, to get mad at someone you don't really know and to be pissed at someone that you do know than right. to deal with your own shit. Yeah. Being angry at someone else is easier than dealing with your own shit. Absolutely. hundred percent. So if you're out there and you're just pissed at everyone, I want you to just go into your bathroom, just fucking stare in the mirror. <laughs> not Give to say that people a have a long hard look well not to say that and i'm deeply flawed person i project on people i make mistakes i'm you know i'm a work in progress like everyone else but there's times where i'll be like even to my wife or to a friend like i was that was shitty of me and i was mm-hmm. actually really mad about this and i'm i'm sorry that i said that or did that or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. some people are indignant they're just like not nope everyone owes me tickets and i don't fucking give anyone tickets well and i think we talked about before how people want a quick answer a quick fix they depend on you to tell them exactly what to do and how to do it and um that that's a that's a dangerous place you know that not dangerous but that's a that's a bizarre place to be because there is no easy answer and there's no one-way answer to any of this and I don't know. There's a sense of entitlement sometimes it's, with. Yeah, it's it's getting louder. The entitlement yeah. to me is getting louder. And I think part of that, a big part of that was, is my approach and my tone, which I want to be approachable. And I want to, and I love, I love people. I really mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. For being such an introverted, anxious person, I really do love people and I love to help people. But um, it's just so interesting when you you give, 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 give. And then I'm like, oh, wait. Hey, this feels like a lot to carry right now. I have some mm-hmm. other things going on in my life. I'm very busy with my own company and my three kids and my wife. Like I, I need to take a step back mm-hmm. for me. Right. And they're like, what? Mm-hmm. You're the worst person I've ever met. And yeah. I'm like, well, why, what, <laughs> then what, what are then you doing here you, then? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing here then? What are you doing here? Then? Oh my gosh. And that's a tiny, tiny percentage of the engagement and interactions I've had, mm-hmm. but it's a good reminder that I've, I've let myself get too accessible. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And to those people that are acting that way, you know, they have a lot of work to do on themselves. They have a lot of work to do. They, and it may not, they may not see anything wrong with that behavior. And that's a very difficult thing for people to accept. They think like, I would think you're going to see someday you're going to see that, you know, not being preachy, but just, they may exist like that forever. And, um, that's just the reality of it. And again, loved ones of people may, that's a hard thing to accept. You know, you may, you may have someone in recovery that is, is doing that to you. And all you're trying to do is help them from a very genuine, loving, kind place, mm-hmm. supportive place and doing all that you can do all that you know to do. And right. it's just not good enough. It's just not right. You know, and, and, an addict or an alcoholic can come at you and, really make you feel shitty about these genuine attempts that you're making. I mean, the fact that an addict isn't going to be talked in or out of anything until it's themselves that's talking is Mm -hmm. its own issue. But what family members need to keep in mind is you're doing everything you can. And sometimes the most you can do is take a step back, like what you're saying yeah, and just make it known. I will not be a victim of your abuse, whether or not you're hurting, whether or not you're ill is its own issue. I'm not going to be abused by you. I won't allow that just because you're suffering doesn't mean it's okay for you to abuse me. Right. And every time you're going to be hostile to me, if you preface it with your wounding first and then attack me. Yeah. Like, that shows me that you're aware of what you're doing, but also I'm not going to hang out to find out when you figure it out or how you figure it out. I said, I love people. I let people in, but mm-hmm. I, and I don't know if this is good or bad, but this is how I operate. Like what, if I'm done with you, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Right. I'm moving on. Yeah. See you never. Well, that's, that's what you have to do. It's self-preservation. Yeah. Sometimes your self-preservation has to take the front seat, you know? Yeah. And, and it's not immediately, but it's like getting selfish in a healthy way. I have worked too hard on my mental health and my recovery. And I do that every day. And people want to make you second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not perfect, but I I feel like I've spent so much of my last few weeks apologizing for not being accessible enough, apologizing that people are Mm -hmm. angry with me, defending myself to fucking Mm -hmm. strangers. Yeah, no, uh uh-uh. No, stop doing that. Well, I know. That's why I text (laughs) you and I'm like, Jenna, can you give me, tell me how it is? And you do. Yeah. (laughs) And you do in a a kind way. You're like, fuck those people. (laughs) Yes. Screensaver. (laughs) You know, it's, some of this stuff is innate. Some of this stuff is just part of your makeup, you know, and part of my makeup, the way I deliver, the way you deliver and, and the way you're affected, the way I'm affected, you know, everybody's different. Um, and, and sometimes you have to live in a place of discomfort where it comes, it's never, it never feels good to be disliked, right? Right. Mm -hmm. It never feels good to, be told you're doing it wrong or you're not helping or all you're doing is, you know, hurting. 
when your only purpose is to help and someone's telling you you're doing all of the opposite things, that is not easy to hear. And, and I think innately you are like, no, wait, I am. I'm no, look at, look at, I'm helping. Like, this is me helping. Don't yeah. you see how I'm helping? <laughs> yeah. I want to just like keep explaining my, and then it's just, yeah. Creating a, yeah. It's creating a vacuum and an invitation to keep having that conversation. I mean, and the can't whole get through to some people in the block and know? bless thing, which I preach, but I need to practice more of. Mm. I mean, now when people are like the other day, someone's like, I don't like the, is, the way that you are holding your hand in this video is bothering me. Oh my God. <gasps> immediate block. Immediate <laughs> yeah. block. Yeah. Perfect. Someone has followed me for a long time. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Hold your own goddamn hand. Right. Why don't you show up to the party and create content? Like that kind of shit, you know? <laughs> what like, does fuck that you. even mean? Yeah. It just means that I'm angry with me and I'm going to take it out on you. Oh my God. I but, had a follower tell me the other day that she blocked someone for telling her she needed to vacuum her house. <laughs> 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 and I looked at her profile and she posts like a lot of dog videos and someone probably saw some dog hair or something like you need to vacuum. She's like, I immediately blocked them. I love that. Like, you know, and it's, it, it can be, a it can be metaphorically applied to real life. I mean, I'm not saying cut people out of your life, but boundaries are huge. Self-preservation is critical with your sobriety and let allowing people to suck you down this awful dark place Mm -hmm. where you're in a place of light and you're allowing someone who hardly even knows you to suck you into a place of darkness. That, that is absolutely a goodbye forever. Yeah. 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 And that's what um, I had a, a coach named Annie Smith who changed my life. She was incredible. Um, she still is incredible. So I just, she's not my coach anymore, but she describes the concept as uh, the drama triangle where you mm-hmm. have, if you imagine a triangle and victim, villain, hero. Mm-hmm. So in any group dynamic, people are positioning themselves as that right? One of those. And that's where the overhelping me realizing, oh, I'm, I'm trying to play the hero, right? Mm -hmm. Like too much versus, and then, or I'm going to play the victim now because this person's being mean to me or this person's painting me as a villain. I just stepped off the drama triangle. I'm like, fuck it. Like this is Mm -hmm. toxic. I'm out. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't care. Like I'm done. Just yeah. Jump right off that triangle. Yeah. And it's not always that simple, um, but I accept responsibility for my part in any conflict. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes just knowing that I'm enabling the conflict to exist. Part of the problem, the conflict arrived is because I was trying to play the fucking hero and I don't need to be everyone's hero. I'm not Mariah Carey. When the hero comes along. mm -hmm. I love her. Dream lover, though, that's the real banger. Dream lover, Mariah Carey. Yeah, of course. Yeah, God, love that song. Is that it? Yeah, I can. Maybe she'll come on the show. (laughs) Mariah, Mariah, Mimi, let's go. Mimi. I had something good to say, and you distracted me. I'm sorry. You're Mariah sing along. I just, I love Mariah Carey. Um, I don't remember. I'm just going to let it go. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, 
that whole concept. I think the takeaway for me has been, and 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 by no means do I consider myself to have a large platform, um, but I get a lot of it comes with the territory, and that's true. The the more public you are about your experience, or the more you share of yourself, the more people are going to not like you. Right. And one thing I'm working on is letting go of the expectation that people need to like me always. Right. People can see me because, however the fuck they want to see me. Yeah. And it what's that famous, famous phrase? Like your opinion of me, wait, is none of my it's business. Not my business. Yeah. Right. How you feel about me is none of my business. Yeah. And I really try to feel that way. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> none of my business. Fuck you. <laughs> it is my business. It is my business. <laughs> Where's my course? Matthew, I need to call him right now. Matthew, Paging yeah. Matthew. Yeah. Harry, hello. <laughs> hello, Harry. <laughs> oh my God. Clean up on aisle nine in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I don't think there's any right or wrong way to do it other than don't be a doormat. Um, then yeah, to your point, and you don't have to over you don't have to overcorrect either and just be like, I don't let anyone in and fuck all of you. Yeah, you don't have to overcorrect. You don't have to be a doormat. And you don't have to stoop to other people's level. That's yeah. the one. That's the tough one for me where I want to really get into people yes. sometimes. Yes. And I've and there have been very few times, although they they do exist, there have been a couple times in life in general, not just on TikTok, where I come back at someone with some really raw shit, like some very, you know, cleansing words. <laughs> <laughs> and then I always think to myself, the best response is no response. And right. Why the silence is deafening. Yeah. And why allow toxic people the honor of hearing anything you have to say? Yes. And you know then, what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I've made that mistake more times than I can count recently. Mm-hmm. But I but in in a specific anecdotal incident that I'm kind of thinking through as we have this conversation. Initially, I started to react and like justify. Mm-hmm. But I've done right. this and I've done that and I've done this. Right. And and then the immediate response was like, okay, well, you've got to address that. And now I'm going to attack you this way. Mm-hmm. And then not only am I not going to keep the banter or communication running, I'm actually just going to step completely out of this situation. Right. Because at the end of the day, I don't really know you and I don't right. really owe you, you right. know, and your opinion right. of me just doesn't matter. And it mm-hmm. and hurt people hurt people, but mm-hmm. you're not going to hurt me anymore. Right. And even if you did know her, it's still great advice, removing yourself. I mean, harder to do, but Uh, when it comes to sobriety and being abused by an addict, when all you're trying to do as their loved one is try to help them, correct, keeping them away from you, you know, after everything you've tried to do, just keeping them away sometimes is the best thing for both of you. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've, before I got sober and even admitted I had a problem, I actually cut off a family member, not in my immediate family, um, with addiction, right? Mm. Because the attacks were just yeah. infinite. And it was, mm. so I just one day was like, that was that. Mm. I often think about them. Um, 
and would love resolution there at some point. Right. But it's right. been like, Time if you weren't 12, sober. 12, 12 yeah. years, 13 years, yeah. something like that. Long time, mm. long time. Mm. Very close, very close to, I've had, had no communication mm. in a long time. Mm. That's but tough. I can, yeah, but you know, that's a blessing and a curse to turn off that faucet sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. Well, that easy. got heavy. That episode. Oh my heavy. god, that was a heavy app. But that's okay. Yep. We were due for we were due for a little intensity. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably uh, grab a lime Lacroix. Spindrift, you mean? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm like pimping it. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm gonna. Have some coffee, have my my spindrift lime. That's all I can drink right now. Um, literal cases in my garage fridge. I love that. Ice cold. Ice mm, cold, but not delish. on ice. Out of the can. Really Out cold. of the can always. You can't pour a seltzer into a glass. Come I've on, done it. People. I've done it, but that's more for visual effect. Yeah, you, you know? put a piece of fruit in there. You try to be fancy. Yeah, but, but just it's just like it's got to come out of the can. It's got to be yep. really cold and it just hits different hits different so agreed so we'll see you next week everyone um all right hang in there and uh keep those boundaries (laughs) (laughs) take care